I'm drinking another smoothie. Looks less fruity. From my, uh, less delicious. It's actually it's yeah. just as fruity. What's in it? Banana? Don't tell me. Okay. Banana for sure. Yeah. I, I want you to tell me as I get them right. Oh, well, here's the truth. I don't really remember if there's banana in there unless I, I was a frozen packet of frozen fruit. Do you not taste banana? There's a lot of fruit in there. What kind I of think... a smoothie doesn't have banana in it? That's it the might best be. I, there's definitely pineapple in there. Uh, I could take or leave pineapple in smoothies. Anyways. Um, pineapple's great. Yeah. Welcome back to Adulthood Friends. This is the discussion-based podcast where two former childhood acquaintances, now friends, discuss the things that probably matter. Probably. And that is your adverb of the week. Tune in next time to find out what our next adverb of the week will be. Well, thanks, Josh. Um, so yeah, that's Josh. <laughs> oh, I'm Josh. <laughs> and I'm Maya. <laughs> and uh, this is our eighth episode. And this week, we're going to be talking about relationships. So um, relationships kind of, yeah what do you think Ooh, about spicy it's uh hot tamale so we're uh, oh god uh, please cut that <laughs> <laughs> nope see this week i'm editing the episode i'm leaving in all the things i uh but that's want me not to leave funny in. or like it's just like mildly annoying hot tamale I, I, I don't know i feel I like i great. was trying to reference something on the simpsons but anyways so now why are yeah, we doing why why this week what's so special about this week aya what makes this week different from all other weeks um, yeah. <laughs> Jewish that humor. Little, that was a little Jewish humor for you. Well, Josh, this week it's going to be Valentine's Day. So Valentine's Day. Yeah. People have the love bug or the anti love bug. I don't know. It's like know. you either love Valentine's Day or you hate Valentine's Day. There's nothing. Yeah. Or not like you love middle. it if you're in a relationship and you kind of are mildly irritated by it if you aren't. Yeah, I, you know what? It, yeah. But it gives us a reason to do this episode, so we should thank sure. Valentine's Day for that. Yes, thank you, Valentine's thank Day. You, thank you, St. Valentine or whoever. I don't know what the yeah. history is. Yeah, there's a whole <laughs> thing. And um, speaking of thank yous, we have a more oh, significant thank you than what Valentine's a great Day. I, that's a great segue. Oh, I think Look you. at that segue right there. I'm very proud of your segue. Anyway. Thank you. Thanks. Well, we should thank Nia. Josh's Nia, friend, yes. Nia. Natanya Zaini, actually, is her full name. Uh, sorry to cut you off. I guess because she's my friend. No, no, I'm say. glad that you cut me off with her full name. Uh, you just told me her name is Nia, and I actually haven't spoken yeah. to her, but she did beautiful artwork for our podcast, beautiful. and it's awesome. I really, I'm happy every time I look at it. And she, my weird ask was that I asked I that my um, cat would be in it with me, like the crazy cat <laughs> lady that I am, and she totally did it. And I've had people say, "Oh, wow, that actually looks just like you," and I. I was like, yeah, I haven't even met the artist. So you're a great artist, Nia. Thank you so much. And if anybody, I don't know, does she want, would she want business? Because she should have business if she wants business. She should have business. No, you could totally go. I mean, I don't know her contact right off the top of my head. But uh, if you guys like that artwork, because it is absolutely gorgeous. And Nia is really, really good at what she does. Uh, I can definitely uh, put you in touch with her. Just like message us on the uh, adulthood friends facebook page i mean she did the artwork for my poetry book she did uh storyboards for one of my i have a poetry book that'll come up at some point storyboards for one of my movies i'm forgetting something else she did that was absolutely oh like on the the cover art for the, the quadrilogy oh. yeah yeah that's right for my feature anthology yeah. she did not just the poster art for it but she did the animation that kind of ties all those short films together in the anthology which is a huge job. And she just, she's a machine and yeah. she's amazing. And thank you, Nia. And I'm glad we dedicated this huge chunk to you because you deserve it. Actually, you deserve more. 
Yeah, she deserves you actually, more. You deserve you deserve money, honestly. Uh, <laughs> if we ever make money, you're the first person to get paid. Yes. Yeah, Nia, um, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you, um, Nia. Um, thank you, Nia. And uh, thank you, Valentine's Day, for this special episode. Let's get into it. And we're back. So, Josh, do you think you're good at relationships? Well, I. Uh... I think I'm the best at relationships. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> no, actually, well, no. I mean, what is your measure of being good at relationships? Because... To be perfectly honest, that was a question I thought you were going to ask me, and I kind of wanted to beat you to it. Oh, I really? I was, gonna, I was totally going to ask you I that. I was actually, I but it's okay. I'm still going to ask you just after I try <laughs> to figure out a response. But the truth is, I mean, it depends. I mean, if your measure is getting married and having kids, well, I guess not because I'm not there yet. Uh, but if your measure is like having good relationships for as long as they last and getting along with people, I guess I'm decent at that. If your measure is having a lot of them, I guess <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. I've had quite a few. <laughs> Just getting right into it, I see. Yeah, great. Um, I don't know. What about what about you, Aya? Do you think you're I'm good actually, at relationships? To be perfectly honest, I'm regretting that I asked first because you kind of took my answer, which was going to be, how do you measure that? I don't know. I mean, it's more or less the same, I guess. Like, yeah, if you're measuring it by, am I married with kids? Then uh, no, I'm <laughs> clearly not great at that. But yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I like to believe that it's been progressively getting better. I think I've learned a lot in my in my years on earth. And uh, Wait, you, do you but, think that each relationship that you've had has been a learning experience? Yeah, I guess it has. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And I, I mean, it's kind of cool to know people in that way. Like you kind of really get to know someone when you're in a relationship with them. So you learn about people in general. And I feel like my understanding of humanity has deepened based on my uh, relationships. Oh, were we just talking about romantic relationships? Because friendships are relationships too, aren't they? Well, you know what we didn't do at the beginning of this episode is we didn't, we didn't really discuss the details of what we'd be talking about. We just dove right in. I kind of like that. Oh, good. I kind of like that we, I kind of like that who knows where this is going to go. We didn't set you up. I like that too. Also, because we were thinking of ideas for this one and there were so many that I imagine we're not going to touch on most of them. Just watch us. Just watch us. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> boom, 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 right through them all. Um, well, let, let me ask you a yeah. question then. Go for uh, it. Now that since you asked me one right at the start, I think you've actually touched on this in a previous episode. When it comes to prioritizing your relationships, do you prioritize romantic relationships more or friendships more? Um, I mean, it's not so black and white now. I would say I, I used to, when I was younger, for sure, I prioritize romantic relationships because I think a lot of us are sort of taught that that's the, that's the ideal relationship and that's the thing. And if you lose some friendships, who cares? You've got that special, magical, happily ever that? after thing. <laughs> I don't know, Disney movies, like... Disney movies said don't care about your friends, only care about... I understand the whole relationship yeah. part, but they didn't... No, they don't say quit. don't care about your friends, but the suggestion is that nothing is as important as romantic relationships. I'm not saying Disney. I'm not actually blaming them. But in general, <laughs> I think that's an easy thing to fall into. And I mean, we've talked about this, but like, I didn't have like a um, wonderful friendship model template, as we were calling it. I didn't have a wonderful friendship template to be like, oh, friendship is the most wonderful thing. No, if anything... I think it's really easy to look at romantic relationships as a potential solution to everything that sucks in your life. It's like, oh, but if only I have this, 
I mean, that makes no sense now as a, as an actual, <laughs> I'd say a relatively mildly, possibly mature adult. That doesn't make a lot any of sense anymore. You threw in there. I, I, look <laughs> yeah, at that. I know. I, I noticed you throw adverbs in when you really, you really got to couch what you're saying. And yeah, uh, yeah that's you're, why they're you're nervous not about great, what you're saying. It's like, if you don't know what you're saying, why are you saying it? But I don't know what I'm saying and I'm saying it anyways. So I think this episode is going to be fun because it has the potential to make either of us so uncomfortable. I'm, I've um, been so uncomfortable this entire time already. <laughs> we haven't even talked about anything. Aya, yeah. wait, tell us about, tell us about your very first relationship. No, what? I was still answering the last question. You can't just start. Oh my God. No, I'm still answering. What was the last? There's still more to it? Yeah, of course. I was saying now I've, I've learned that like romantic relationships come and go. And when they go, they really go. Like they're gone and you're totally cut off. Often you're totally cut off from that kind of part of your life. So if, if that's it was like what you were saying with the pillars that you kind of took from that movie, but maybe don't think didn't you take took it from, from that movie. movie. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it was my uh, own thing. if you if that's the only pillar that you've really built up, and then that's gone, then like what do you have to stand on? And and I think that's a common thing that people will do is like overvalue their romantic relationships over other ones. Do you think that uh, friendships and romantic relationships are just naturally at odds with each other and you have to prioritize one or the other? Is that like oh, a... Oh, that's a good question. That, why does it... Because why does it feel like that's sort of a thing that people hmm. always fall into? I just like, think that like it happens so often that it just... I mean, you spend time with... Um, if you have a significant other, you end up spending a lot of time with them and not really thinking about spending more time with friends it just happens like I don't think people are sitting there thinking like oh I choose my significant other it's just it's so easy to fall into that and I mean uh, is that what happened to you in your very first uh, romantic relationship I don't know about my very first I I'm <laughs> speaking generally here but I'm talking about like <laughs> I, is that I mean, what happens also... in your relationships <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna keep going um I just <laughs> like I, I said I have friends who do that too and I mean they seem to drop off the face of the earth when they're in a relationship and often it's like sometimes you get like one very anxious partner who is like you know who wants to spend all their time with you or you want to spend all your time with them either way and then it's hard to fit really friendships into that it feels like you really have to work hard to keep friendships going whereas when you're not in a relationship it's super easy to have friendships going because those are your main relationships so they kind of they kind of get pushed onto the back burner when you've got a primary so you can you're saying you can have multiple friendships going and that's easy enough to maintain, but a single person comes into your life who's like yep. the relationship and now it's impossible to maintain those friendships. I did not say it's impossible. I just think it, it gets a <laughs> I'm lot. I'm being a little extreme. Yeah, but it gets easier <laughs> to let them go. And I mean, I'm not doing that now and anymore in my life, but I have friends who still do. Or if people are fairly immature in their relationships, not, not to say like, but if they haven't been in a lot of relationships, they're like, I need all of this person's time. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of insecurity there. There's a lot of, um, they put all their eggs in the one basket. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying not to use examples of people cause I don't want to like call people out, but yeah. Like I know people whose significant other would feel not threatened exactly, but like they just don't want you spending time with your friends as much as with, <laughs> yeah, no, I have a friend who like, I think it, it's even hard for her to see her family sometimes because her significant other kind of requires a lot of her time. So, I mean, I think that's pretty mm -hmm. common. Um, I don't like is it. Is that, I don't know. Uh, that to, that to now me is it like, shouldn't um, be. That's a little bit unhealthy, I would say. It's a little unhealthy, right? Yeah, yeah I would say, actually, it's a lot unhealthy. At this point, if someone required that of me, I don't know. 
it's hard to imagine someone doing that and still liking them because that's a really yeah. deep insecurity, right? Like, do you feel like, like when you're starting out, you tend to, like, if you have a significant other who has certain demands, you kind of feel like, well, of course I have to listen to them. And then like, as you get older, hopefully you get a bit more mature and you think, mm -hmm. oh, I can just say no. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like, like and you don't think yeah. the whole relationship's going to collapse just because you said no. Mm. For sure. I mean, yeah, you're kind of touching on a few things there, like having boundaries, kind of reigning in mm -hmm. the people pleasing, being worried that if you don't do everything that is being asked of you, that the relationship is gone or that the person's just going to go. I mean, I think there's a point where right now my approach to dating is basically kind of not take it or leave it exactly, but basically it's like, I'm not going to hide parts of myself or like change things because that's, listen, that's not helping anyone. That's not going to help me. That's not going to help the person. Let's just like yeah. be straightforward about yeah, what like, we're this like. This is who I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you don't like it, great. Like, that's fine. We should find out sooner or later than later. I don't need to trick you into being in a relationship, which sometimes it feels like people are trying to do, you know, when they're like, oh, like, what do you say to someone if this and this? It's like, I don't know. Just say what you're thinking. Like, what do you, why would you, why are you still doing things? Like, <laughs> what if they find out who I really am? Oh, exactly. you don't think they will if they spend the rest of their lives with you? They may not. <laughs> and that's very, that's worse. Like, that mm -hmm. should be the fear is what if they never know yeah. what I'm really, what I, I kind of get like, I kind of get like tricking somebody into like spending a night with you. I get that. Like, it's not good, but I get it, right? Like, I have to be someone else just for tonight <laughs> to get this one thing I want. But uh, I get that. Do you do that? Josh, have you done that? Me? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, wow. No, no, Ruth that's not me. Like, I'm not. You know, we no, thought it's you were not, such not, a no, nice I don't. guy, Josh. No, I honestly don't do that. I wish I, you I know, really I'm not. I wish we could post how red you're turning right now. <laughs> that looks like a guilty face to me. <laughs> no, I had to think about it. But the truth is, no, I'm like a serial monogamous. I, yeah, me too. I, yeah. Yeah, we've, we're probably similar in this regard. I mean, I get made fun of not for like spending or like being a player or something. I get made fun of because I've just had like so many relationships. I don't even think I've had that many relationships. I mean, for my age, I think it makes sense. But for some reason, it seems like quite a few to some people, maybe because I'm, you know, haven't settled down yet or whatever. Yeah. Why do you go around telling people how many relationships you've been in or? No, I just have a lot of friends and they know things about me. Oh, you have so many friends. <laughs> Yeah. See, look, look how I kind of turned that on you just like a little yeah, bit. Was... You see how? Next question. Um... <laughs> uh, no, but wait, I, I had a question for you and I think you kind of avoided it a little bit, Aya, and I, I'd like to Did go it? back to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you All remember. Right. I asked you uh, to tell us about your, uh, well, you had a first relationship, I'm assuming. I was wondering if you could oh, tell but us Nobody cares bit. about that. Nobody wants to hear about my like 14 year olds. Am I nobody? Oh. Were you 14? I mean... You were 14? <laughs> I don't know these things. I mean, I've known 14. you all my life, but I don't, I don't know, know anything about this. But I don't know if I, like, I mean, relationship, it was, you know. Oh, wait, do I know? Uh, oh, I do know this person. Yeah, you do know. So oh, that was your, that was the first one. Okay. Yeah. And you're still friends with this person. I, yeah, I, yeah. And actually as friends, we're, I, I would say we're great as friends. But like, I think now as adults, we are like, oh, wow, we definitely, it's definitely a good thing we don't date now. You know, like you meet, <laughs> well, it's so different. You're I think learning. it was such a 14 year old, like, or 15, I don't know how old we were. Uh, oh, how old were we in grade nine, 10? I think we were about four, 14, yeah. 15, so, 15, 16, yeah, about 10, 15, 16. It was very much like for that age that I, like for mm -hmm. that, it was, it was perfect. And I mean, Do you think are there I, different at that age, are there different things that like we're into that are like different now like what, what was it then that was like 
you were like oh, looking for actually, like 15 or 14? Honestly, I think in this case, it was just very specific because I think I was very, very sheltered in a lot of ways. And I think, I don't want to say that he was too, but I guess like, I guess we were similar in our, maybe similar in our anxieties. And at that age, it was just nice to have like, to be with someone who was kind of also at that stage. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, is that, is that really what you thought at the time? Or were you just, I was, I thought your oh, no, answer would be like, oh, his hair was like really nice. <laughs> I mean, isn't that, what, I, isn't that what it is? <laughs> I don't know what it was. I actually do remember like, like seeing him and deciding that I liked him. But also, I guess it was more like, okay, you know how when you're like 14, you like, you like Johnny Depp, who's like kind of scrawny. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know this, but. <laughs> Josh, you know how when you were 14, you liked Johnny Depp. I was so um, into Johnny Depp. Oh, you know what this guy was like? Okay. Have you seen the Johnny Depp movie, Benny and June? No. I mean, I've seen a bunch of Johnny Depp movies, but I've seen Edward Scissorhands. Is it kind of like that? Uh, No, not as much. Uh, (laughs) Not as attractive as that? It wasn't about attractiveness. It's more like the shy and awkwardness that it was both like, well, we were both shy and awkward. So that was. So you were looking for someone similar to you, like very, like, just like you were. And he was very like intellectual, more so than me. And uh, Mm -hmm. kind of the artistic, the quiet artistic type. Is that still what you go for? It's not what I don't go for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I'm asking, is there like, is there something different that like when we're like basically kids mm. that like, you know, that, that, that right. changes as we get older? Are we into like different things? Oh, that's a good question. I think I have to think a second. What we're looking for changes a bit. I mean, some of the things I can't, I don't even want to say them because then I have to ask you to like cut them later and you won't. Uh, <laughs> so I really have to, to think before I talk, which is an un I'm not used to that. I'm not used to thinking before I talk. It's very difficult <laughs> for me. Um and I can relate to you on that. <laughs> yeah. Do we look for the different things? I mean, yes and no. I think there are some things that we'll always find attractive about people. I still prefer intelligent people. That sounds I sound like a jerk, but um well, that's actually no, that's a totally a, normal, a normal thing. thing. There's nothing, yeah, jerk, there's nothing jerky about wanting someone who's intelligent. I don't want to date any dummies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no dummies allowed. No dumb dumbs. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but some things are just, I don't know. What do you, what about you, Josh? What about me? <laughs> uh, do you think that you've changed a lot in what you look for? In what I look for? You know what's interesting? Here's what I'll say. When I was like younger, I think I had my first relationship. I wasn't 14. I was... 17 okay so and I was in summer school I remember my first relationship and I remember honestly I just I'll just tell the story like I remember getting to summer school and I called uh after you know you know guys are I don't know if you know how guys are but like I called up my (laughs) best I called up my best friend afterwards disgusting I'm after like my first my (laughs) disgusting (laughs) just kidding I love men uh oh please cut uh, that don't say that part this whole episode is gonna be you saying cut this cut that yeah I'm pretty sure like 90% of the episode will be me saying cut it so yeah uh you know I got back after my first day basically and my my friend Roman he basically goes hey dude so any like hot girls in the class, any hot chicks? I'm like, yeah, man, no, not really. I mean, I nobody else, you know, just being honest, I wasn't into anybody. I was like, well, yeah. you know, there's this one girl who's like, but she's like way out of like my league. Mm. Like, so that's that's never gonna happen. Yeah, that girl's ended up being my first girlfriend. Yeah. I feel like that's the story of <laughs> and, most of your girlfriends. It's like 
a girl weight out of your league. <laughs> you know, that's, that's like a real so backhanded lovely. compliment there. It is a backhanded saw, compliment. That's a hugely yeah. backhanded compliment. But <laughs> anyway, for some reason, by the way, in that summer school class, I was like a hit in that class. I got like bullied in my, like in normal high school and other classes. And I was not that cool. But for some reason in this other, like in this summer school, which I, I did to take English basically ahead of time. I wanted to like get ahead of everybody else. So I took English. It was like grade 12 English. And I, for some reason, I was super cool in the class. Like I was like, I did really well. And everyone like thought I was awesome because of it. And like the girl, the hot girl was into me. And I was just like, it doesn't make sense. It was like movie land just for this, (laughs) just for this one summer school experience. Maybe it was like an episode. Everybody loved um, me. Yeah. It was like Twilight Zone summer school. Yeah. I don't know. Then I went back to normal school and I was like, oh, this is. I don't know. That's not true. Actually, well, no, I That's still, yeah. that, then I, then I had more, I guess, girlfriends after that. But like, I basically, I, I just remember though, in my first few relationships, I wasn't really being myself. Mm. Like I was trying to be what I thought a girl would want me to be. And I guess I had a lot of insecurity about the fact that, again, I was this guy who got bullied and stuff. I thought I was this annoying kid. And if I was to be myself, if they found out who I really was, then they would see me just like those people saw me. Mm. And so I felt for the longest time, like, I, I think for like my first three and a half relationships. Three I and was, a half. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think I was like, I was not really being me. And that actually got me in trouble, I think in my third, I think my third relationship. I think that was, yeah, she broke up with me because, I don't know, I, I can't exactly remember what she said, but she accused me of being a certain way or not being a certain way. I guess for not being a certain way. And I remember thinking, no, that's actually who I am. She wished I was who I actually was. Right. But you had been hiding and, that part because you were afraid. And to I show was it. hiding that because I yeah. thought, yeah, she wouldn't, she would, you know, and she, and she was like this huge nerd herself and everything. I just remember thinking, like, oh my God, that's so stupid. Like, anyway, I still yeah. kind of did that because I was used to it in my next relationship. And, but I think, yeah, and that in my fourth. <laughs> so that was the so half, like, right? That's why you said three and a half because partway through the fourth yeah. one, you kind of. So partway through the wished. fourth one, I finally. Yeah, it kind of like it kind of like clicked with me that I'm not being myself and it's not helping. Like I finally realized, I think because of my fourth one, it was a bit more. I think I was with someone who's kind of demanding and she was like very, how do I say this? Like she would boss me around and stuff. And I would always be like, okay, yes, I'll do that. Okay, I'll do this. I'll do that. And <laughs> I would just like say okay to things. And because I guess I always thought, oh, if I don't, this relationship will end. Hmm. And I needed to like grow. I needed to basically, I, I eventually learned, oh, I have to grow a bit of a backbone. And like, if I can't be myself, it's not worth having a relationship. So it's interesting when I eventually did that, she started to respect me more. I remember this. Yeah. Like <laughs> I was finally like being myself. I would say no to things. And she's like, like you know, yeah. suddenly I, the power dynamic suddenly shifted. Then, then, I don't know, she cheated on me, but that was like a whole other thing. <laughs> but like, I think, yeah, I think that when you get, uh, it changes you a little bit when that kind of happens. I mean, yeah, I say this, but I'm like still friends with this, with this girlfriend. So like, mm. I don't want to like, how do I come back from that? But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she did that thing. It's not like you didn't say she did anything that thing, about we know, other but we than were the both, fact that she did that. But I basically learned uh, moving forward to just kind of like to be myself and yeah. to have like some standards you know yes, to some degree like boundaries knowing how to say no is a huge thing yeah. I don't think I learned that until like I don't even know maybe like a year or two ago like way too recently until a year or two ago 
maybe two or three. I, I remember like I, I had one friend and I was talking to her about it and she was like, oh yeah, you realize that actually once you start setting boundaries, that's when you get the respect. It's like, you think that you're supposed to do what people want from you to get them to like you or respect you. But actually it's when you like hold your ground that you start getting respect. It's very counterintuitive somehow, mm. but, and I mean, it's true. yeah, but, it, oh, it took way too long. But we're people way, pleasers, way right? Yeah. But uh, I mean, and it's like extra people pleasy in a relationship, which like, ugh. when something doesn't work for you, do you ever like go the other direction too hard? And then suddenly now you're the commanding one. Um, I mean, for some things, I don't think for that as much. I mean, maybe, okay. Maybe at some points I kind of, I think I was, I feel like I was on a pendulum for a while. So it was like, either it was all what they wanted. Cause I like idealized the person and I was like, yeah, whatever they want. That makes sense. If I thought they were like smarter than me or better than me and somehow, and I like had to earn their love. And then there was the other way where I was like, I'm way out of their league. So I'm just going to be myself. And, but I never liked them enough to really like be dating them. Right. And now I so would, then there was I would always never like date a part- someone like that. You need it a partner all- basically. I needed a partner. I mean, I really, I just needed to stop feeling like there had to be an imbalance I I don't know right the power imbalance it's not really about like the power uh isn't it though (laughs) well it does it shouldn't it doesn't need to be because really can you do can you win a relationship (laughs) well no even when you think even when by like some kind of I guess that's an obvious no you can't win in a relationship no like even if you think that like you won whatever that means uh like you came out the winner in some way like none of that does anything it's stupid like what is there a tally somewhere is someone keeping track is there yes no. i'm keeping track are you no, keeping track okay <laughs> you know going back also to like prioritizing friends over you know or relationships yeah. i remember like that that fourth girlfriend at the time this is when i finally started to grow a backbone a little bit because mm. i remember she broke up with me once for six days in the middle of our relationship mm. just for six days but like her reasoning at the time was, I feel like you love your best friend more than you love me. Well, that's stupid. Yeah. I mean, sorry, that was very dismissive. Like, no, but that is actually a real thing. People and, are jealous of, yeah, mm-hmm. other. And yeah. so I remember thinking at the time, like, I've been dating you for like a few months and he's my best friend. Like, yeah. this is like, you're, if you're going to, I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't, we have a certain relationship that's not going away. Uh, but there are things I do with you that I don't do with him. Like, what do you, like, what do you, like, I was like, fine. At the time, I remember thinking like, if this is the hill that we die yeah. on, that I, that I die on, like, okay, yeah. I'm going to stand up for this belief that I have, that it's important that I, I still prioritize, I, not in, when I say prioritize, I don't mean like put your best friend before your relationship, but I just mean like to also still hold that up as one of the things that really, yeah. really matters that I value. And so I was like, I'm not going to devalue my friendship for this relationship. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. So I remember thinking, fine. And I remember for like six days feeling like, good. This is, if this is why I, I, I let this relationship go, then fuck it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and then six days later, she was like, I, 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 never mind, <laughs> you know? And she came back well, and I remember thinking like, oh, wow, head, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I have some power here and I can still stand my ground and, you know, clearly saying no somewhere doesn't although the fact that it did actually end a relationship for six days i've always felt you shouldn't use the relationship against somebody yeah, you shouldn't in be holding argument or yeah yeah like that's dangerous like yeah. you should feel free to 
disagree and, ha- and have a different opinion without thinking the whole thing is going to collapse just because of that, For sure. you know? Because um, that could be, uh, yeah, that could be kind of abusive. I mean, if you, if you, you know, hold hold that against people, like whole relationship very, against them. It's definitely toxic. At least I, I don't know if I would toxic. Call it, I, maybe, it, but I mean, it could, yeah, maybe yeah. toxic is better because I it's to toxic, say that abusive yeah. is is adding a maliciousness in there that might not be. Yeah, I, I would say it's it's more likely toxic. Also, just because it's I think it's very normalized, but that doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah, but on the other on the flip side, do you believe that your partner should be like your best friend? I mean, they say, people say that a lot. Um, I think it's hard not to have that kind of happen, but at the same time, ideally you're not neglecting all your other relationships. So, you know, it's like what you were saying with the, was it you who said like friendships are like plants that you have to water? <laughs> I you might said have said that, I don't know. Something yeah, like something, that. So yeah, like, yeah. it's like, like you keep watering all of them. You don't just pour all the water in the one plant and be like, sorry, other plants, I guess you're just going to die. Like, that's not a great. So, but do you feel like, like there's a limited amount of water that you have and you have to, you know. For me, there's kind of a limited amount of water. Like how much time can I spend with other people? So there is technically a limited amount, but is it as limited as people always think? Um, I mean... Okay, I would say like ideally your partner can be your best friend because they're the one you're gonna like travel with, like you're gonna do more things with them. So that is kind of an ideal situation still if you have to do all those things with someone, not have to, if you're choosing to do all those things with someone, hopefully yeah. you get along with them well enough to feel that they are your best friends. Whether or not that's true, I mean, I, I would just say like the like the nature of a romantic relationship is so different from a, a pure friendship that it's it's hard to really say that they're your best friend when if the relationship ended it's unlikely that you would stay such close friends it's un it's extremely unlikely right right so well, i guess that can also, you really that call also them depends i mean maybe during that time but i think sometimes afterwards if something ends it's the pain of that ending yeah, is, sure. is it makes it hard to do that right but like right. do you do you, it also depends like do you start when you start a relationship are you friends already you know like that mm-hmm. could make a huge difference right Oh yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, have you had experiences with that being friends with someone first? I mean, for me, it's it's a little. You know, I think about it. I I I don't think any of my relationships I was like friends first and then got into the relationship. Mm. I could be. I'm worried. I'm like wrong, and someone's listening and going, "What are you talking about?" But like, yeah, <laughs> I think for the most part. Well, you've if, had so many. If they forget sometimes, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that many. Um, <laughs> uh, basically i mean yeah generally i think those have been somewhat separate things in my life and it's not mm. it's not like i purposely made that decision i don't think it's just that it generally didn't happen that way but then i am like i would say for at least probably half of my past relationships i'm still friends right. um to varying to varying degrees sometimes it's just friends amicable. afterwards you were friends, friends afterwards. afterwards yes yeah so and and sometimes if i'm honest like you sometimes you realize oh my god we would have been just better as friends Mm-hmm. We, we started yeah. this thing as a, in a relationship, but what if we just went the friend route? This, because the truth is friendships can last forever. And mm-hmm. yeah, relationships can last forever, but generally in our society, you get mm, like, Unlikely. Yeah, they're maybe unlikely, but also like you're supposed to have one and maybe that one lasts forever. And if it doesn't, then it's like, I hate you. Not really, but it could be. But friends, I, that's why I've always prioritized friendships in the sense that you can have an unlimited number of friends and yeah. they can last forever. And there's not that, I mean, yeah, they, maybe they can't reach the same types of heights that a 
romantic relationship could reach or the same intimacy we'll say mm -hmm. but that aside like that's something worthwhile to invest your time and energy into so yeah that's why for me at least i prioritize that not not that relationships don't don't matter i mean i'm in one right now it matters a lot but uh -huh. <laughs> i'm not gonna again like ditch friendships because put it this way as well i think that when you when you do have like a lot of different plants that you're watering and not just one i'll use your analogy right it wasn't a great analogy <laughs> whatever when you do have a lot of i used to say pillars right pillars mm -hmm. of support that's not i mean some people look at it like oh you're like they'll get jealous like oh you're putting time and effort into somebody else but that can be a really good thing even for the other person because that means you're not putting everything on them yeah i think in a relationship you like when you do that that can be really intense and not in a good way that you put all of your problems and all of your just everything you throw on one person it could be a right. lot for you sure. know yeah. and that's that can lead to some toxicity sometimes but when you have other pillars of support it creates a better balance i think in your life there yeah. are some things that are meant for just you and your friends and other things that are meant for you and your relationship for sure. So yeah. I, don't know, I feel like I'm walking through a minefield there, but. Oh, really? No, I think it was good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, like, in terms of the friendship versus romantic relationship stuff, um, I think part of my problem is I used to think of relationships as kind of upgraded friendships or like a leveled up friendship. It's like, mm. ooh, if you have a good enough friendship and it's someone you're also attracted to, you should just, boom, level it up to level relationship, up. which, like, now I'm like, that makes no sense. Because a lot of the time you're probably not compatible just because you're compatible as friends doesn't mean you're compatible as a... Mm -hmm. um, Why would you sometimes be compatible as friends but not in a relationship? I don't know, maybe they smell bad or something. Like I can handle that in a friend. Because but... <laughs> they smell bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's true though. Like, that's, uh, I think that's like a worthwhile like, question. That was a because dumb example, sometimes just, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's more like, I mean, there are a it's not, million It's not that simple. Too. Yeah, there's yeah. so many reasons that relationships don't work. I think there are less reasons why a friendship can't work, especially like, because a friendship, like how much, it can be like a once a year friendship, that's fine. Or you can just talk to them on the, like there's so many varying levels, whereas like relationship, you have to do a bunch of stuff for a romantic relationship that like maybe there are so many possibilities mm -hmm. for things to not work, for compatibility to not be there, so Right. You can, you can like, if somebody has an issue as a friend, you can just be like, all right, I'll see you yeah. tomorrow. But like, if you're in a yeah. relationship, it's like, you have to, you can't necessarily do that. You have to mm. be there all the time. You have to be a part of that. I mean, and you want to want to like, it's, not, yeah. it's yeah. Like hopefully <laughs> you like them enough that you want to be with them enough. And I think, especially in my old age, I'm, I'm getting more particular about the kind, like, your old age okay in my old age in my elderly years uh no I think I when you enjoy being alone it's good in a way because it makes you less afraid of like like I no longer I'm afraid of like relationships ending because I'm like oh I'll just be alone and that's fine oh because you like being a, I like do you think people alone. jump into relationships then just because they don't want to be alone yeah for sure it's super and I mean, it's not like I haven't been at that point where a lot of my self-esteem, I think a lot of people have this, where a lot of their self-esteem comes from uh, a romantic relationship and having one. And uh, mm. like you can sometimes tell by the way that someone brings their significant other into conversations that it's like, yeah. you care too much about the fact that you have a boyfriend <laughs> or a girlfriend. Like it does, you, do you think that, that that like gives you some sort of... Uh, like, what do you want to meddle? Like, 
are you <laughs> are you saying it because now you get to show that like someone finds you attractive because like i mean so they, they they put a lot of their security yeah into that like yeah if yeah. somebody else if they have a romantic partner that they have with them or think something of them like see i am i am deserving of love exactly instead of exactly. saying hey i'm deserving of love anyway yeah exactly and people have made comments before like oh how are you single which is like maybe you mean something nice by that they but mean also, something nice but there's a there's a yeah but there's, there's something a thing else that, behind it that's like oh there's nothing horribly wrong with you or not that i can see right now so um what's the deal why haven't you done what you're supposed to do it's a societal thing too like are we all meant to just <laughs> like sure. pair up and i mean it's biological too let's be honest i mean some degree <laughs> yeah i don't know like some people might be i definitely think being alone is preferable to being in a crappy relationship for sure 100 absolutely but that is not i don't think that's a common even if people would admit that i don't think it's a common thing that people do like well, it's so hard so to get, to like, if you're in a bad it. relationship, I feel like also societally, like, getting out of a bad relationship is not easy either. Have you ever, have you ever had a friend say to you, like, oh, I don't know if, you know, this relationship's working out, you know, we were thinking about any, and you, and how many friends jump in and go, no, you guys are so great. I hope you guys, yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah, I hate <laughs> that. You know how hard it is? And yet every society is like pressuring you guys to stay together because it makes them feel comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, like it's not. For sure. <laughs> I have uh, some experiences with that as well. Like, I mean, I was in a relationship for a while and it wasn't, sometimes it's not something horrible, right? Like sometimes it's just all these little things or like this nagging uncertainty or this, what was that sound? Did you hear that? No, there's a there's a plane. Oh, okay. This is LA. We got a lot yeah. of planes. Right, right. It's kind of like a gut feeling sometimes, or just this like maybe just unhappiness. And I remember I was quite a few years into a relationship, and I brought it up to um, someone that I trust, a close person, and and she was like, "Oh, well, you know, it's the that's so common. You know, that's uh, people say like, you know, the seven year." itch or whatever like when you want to get out of yeah, it yeah, yeah. even though it ha hadn't even been seven years but I was like so it, there's also like a term for this thing that suggests that oh it's just a thing that happens when you're yeah far into sometimes a they, sometimes relationships get terrible it's just how it is like, yeah you know, just... like but you should stay with it and I mean uh, she didn't exactly say like you should stay but it was also like that was kind of implied and it was also just like well but so many things are good and it was like, yeah, but I, and I mean, I eventually, I mean, clearly I'm not with that person. So clearly it. <laughs> it ended, but I mean, I, when I did end that everyone was not everyone, some of, one of my friends at least was like, so you just have to, and this was the best advice I got was you have to decide what you want. Like forget everything else. What do you actually yeah. want? And I remember I had to picture, this is how hard it is sometimes to figure out what, at least for me, what I want. I had to picture that I was in like a, in a lucid dream so like you know when you're dreaming but yeah uh, but you can control the dream so like for me Those that was a way best. it's the best so that was my like way of flying. separating uh. exactly that was my way of separating what how everyone else would feel so I don't have to think about how anyone else uh is gonna react to this how anyone else will feel about it it's just me in this world and then I was like oh of course I would leave if that were the case I definitely would so I was like, there you go. That's what you want. Dum-dum. Like, mm -hmm. how did it take you so long to get to, 
to figure out what you actually want. But I mean, sometimes it's so hard because you think about so many things you think about. I remember thinking about like his family. I was like, oh, they're going to hate me. They're going to this and this or like or about the person. Obviously, that's like the number one thing. Um, just all of this stuff. You just all these other things that are outside these... of just you guys. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what, there was like a there's like a comedian. I felt it might have been Dane Cook or something way back when he said this. Ugh. It's a it was, I, whatever. I liked him when I was a kid. That's fine. I, I just I gave the requisite. For <laughs> for, uh... <laughs> I think he was saying something about like girls, but it could be for anybody. But it was like girls will give like the most ridiculous excuses to like stay in a relationship that is clearly terrible. And mm. it's like, oh my God, Sarah, I can't just leave him. Okay. Like my CDs are in his truck. Yeah. That actually <laughs> happens like, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Like, well, it, cause ending a relationship is not just ending a relationship. It's ending a way of life that you've been living. It's so difficult mm-hmm. on so many levels that, I mean, we're talking about, I guess when you should and one when you haven't you mean that's that's a whole that's a whole thing into itself but then there's like there's consequences too like horrible heartbreak is something that you know would be coming as well yeah so people will will say it's better to get to be the dumper than the dumpy I don't think that's I don't think that's true I think I would rather be dumped than have to dump someone like, sounds like you haven't been as horribly dumped. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. No, I don't think but that's true. Not. I think, I mean, maybe, maybe that is true. I don't, I just feel like. Are you usually, when relationships end for you, has you usually been the one to end them or not? Um, usually, I don't know. I'd have to like count. <laughs> <laughs> it's a percentage. It's, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's a bit of both in there. Um, it's complicated sometimes too. It's not. That yeah, simple, and it's complicated right? sometimes. I mean, my, in, my like, I just want to say, yeah, of course, I was the one to end most of them. But I, I'm sure there are some. Like, I'm just forgetting any. Why did you have so many relationships, Aya? <laughs> no. Oh my no. god, how many relationships have you had? Mm, I don't want to do a podcast <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, more than two, less than. 40. <laughs> it's a nice well, range that's for certainly, you. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a range. Yeah, a, a normal amount. Um, yeah, 39, gotcha. So, um, <laughs> then... <laughs> yeah, probably the same number as you. How many of you have been in? What was the other question I asked? Yeah, moving <laughs> past this. <laughs> oh, you're just going to not even answer my questions. I no. <laughs> um, okay. Here's the thing. I'm asking you why I'm asking you about like ending them or not. Like for me, at least it was like, right. I feel like it's like half and half for me. Yeah. For um, all I know it could be half and half. Like when you feel heartbreak, it's not, do you usually feel it when you're the one ending it yourself? I, I feel like it's not no. as intense. No, no. And to me, like intense heartbreak is some of the, I mean, people get messed up by heartbreak for years. We make movies about this stuff. It's like a yeah. typical thing that happens and yet nobody really knows how to deal with it. It's like, you just need time. I think Honestly, I think it's the worst thing you'll ever, f- okay, I shouldn't say that, but I, because I, I'm sure there are worse things, but I guess so far in life, those are probably some of the most common worst things, worst things. That Super common feel. and terrible that people feel. Horribly but why? terrible. Why it feels is it like the, the world is Why is it is the over. worst thing? But why does it feel um, that way? Because all of your, all of the chemicals in your brain were all like, and then it after it's like, <laughs> and then it's like 
<laughs> that's just... <laughs> that's a perfect explanation. <laughs> um, uh, so Aya, you make me you make me laugh. Um, yeah, in other words, <laughs> I think to translate, I mean. Like, you know, but if we get into like the nitty gritty of it, like you, if you, and again, we're getting back, if you invest all of your time and effort and energy and love, and again, we're talking about when we say love, it's not just like a feeling, it's everything you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. It's everything you're doing for somebody else. And you've done all this thing. And then you have this moment of like, was it all for nothing? If yeah. it didn't lead to this relationship that I'm going to be in for the rest of my life. And you oh, get left with yeah. this feeling of like, did I invest all my time wrongly? That doesn't feel like enough. Like, I don't think there's any logical explanation that makes it, that even comes close to describing the feeling. You know, like, like we can walk around being like, oh, maybe it hurts because of this and this and this, but it's like, it's- You don't think I, so? You don't, can't describe it? Like, I don't think to, it's me, it's dis- a expe- to me, it's pretty clear. It's like, an, it's that and it's expectations. It's, you had this hope of what something could be. And it uh-huh. was so, and not just like a hope yeah. and an expectation even. And then it, wasn't that and everything you it's like investing all of your money into something and then losing all of it like it's, yes, and it's, it's in crushing. a way yeah it's crushing I would agree that it's, I, I feel like it's almost like the world stops looking the same anymore either like everything yeah is and it's best, it's like you were like, cry, imagine investing all your money into something and it's like and you it's like hey if you do this you're promised to get all this stuff in return you're gonna have this house you're gonna have this you can have that and then you invest all that money and you get nothing in return mm-hmm. and not only money, but you've lost time, which you can't get back. Yeah. If you add, okay. That plus like you're living on the street and you no longer have a home there. That's mm-hmm. kind of the feeling. Sure. <laughs> it's like that too. <laughs> actually, it's what it feels like. For one of my, probably one of my first uh, serious breakups, I went to like one of the, you know, university people that talked to you. The university know. people, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's technically a therapist or not, but is it yeah, like, like a, a gu- university guidance person or whatever? Mm, it was a counselor. Like she had oh, a counselor, box okay. of tissues that I used uh, quite a bit. <laughs> Did she have a counselor voice? Did she oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Total therapy. Take as much voice. time as you need. Here's a tissue. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's so, okay. Tell me more about that. Okay. Um, and how did that make and you she, feel? And how that? Yeah. And uh, and one of the things she told me that I think. The only thing I remember her telling me was um, that a breakup can feel like a death. It like you deal mm-hmm. with that in the same in many of the same ways. And I was like, oh, and I think I suddenly felt um, that's not justified, like validated because I I had felt I not only felt bad about the thing that had happened, but I felt bad that I felt so bad about it. it was yeah, like, like why is it affecting me like this? I'm a I, strong yeah. person. Yeah, Wait, this goes like, back to you also feeling insecure in your when you cry, like, cause you yeah, want to have that control. Yeah. I don't, you like don't want being that person to have as, power over you. Yeah. I was thinking about that more. And I also think it's partly like, cause you said something like, Oh, when, but when you're a girl, it's supposed to be like, you know, at least it's more accepted that you cry and stuff. But I mean, I was, I was the youngest and the only girl in my, like I, I had two brothers and I think I always wanted to be, I felt like I needed to be taken seriously. So like for me to be, typically really? or like stereotypically you were the oldest female in our, you were the oldest person in our class yeah oh actually about that too my mom was saying like because she listened to our first episode and she was like I think I know why you're because you were a bit more like of a leader type she of course said it in a nice way because she doesn't want to say yeah. that I was a bossy jerk but she was like oh it's <laughs> probably because at home like you were always bossed around by your brothers so then at school like you were the 
you took on the leadership role. And I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, that kind of goes into a lot of stuff like, okay, mm. I don't want to be the, you know, the weak one in either by oh crying my gosh, or by that's being interesting. There. So you always felt like powerless in some ways or you needed to like um, show, like prove also something? Did, yeah, I didn't want to be like dismissed as a silly girl. Not that I was at home necessarily, but when you're the youngest by a lot, like my old, my older brother was five years older. My oldest brother is 10 years older. When you're the mm-hmm. youngest by a lot and like the girl and kind of already the sensitive one, it starts to feel frustrating to be the weak one. I don't know. Like, right. So if you, if a relationship like ended or something, then that like, you just were like, I, I don't want to be the, the weak person who can't yeah, take that. Exactly. I was like, how can I, I, I don't want to be a person who is affected by those things. Uh, even though it's so human to be affected by those things but I didn't even know that like people don't really I know you like it's in movies and stuff but I don't know like until that girl told me like you know it's like a death I I remember feeling like that changed the way I looked at it I was like oh this is a, a real reason to to feel shitty well you know what's interesting is I feel like I'm questioning you as if like what are you talking about but the truth is like until my I guess my last uh, my previous relationship before that, I hadn't experienced heartbreak at like a high level. Yeah. I don't think. I, it's not to say I didn't feel bad when relationships ended, but I remember thinking, I'm pretty good at this. Like, mm-hmm. I can I can take breakups. Like, I'm, I yeah. have a strong mind. I can think my way out of these situations. And I always thought like other people are just being like, if you just think a certain way, you can, yeah. you can be okay. Or if you just, you know, here's a checklist of things to do and you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, it was so practical and pragmatic about it. Yeah. And then I experienced a much bigger heartbreak because I guess in my previous relationship, I put more than I'd ever put into a relationship because I, and yeah. you know, for one of the first times I really saw this, this future, this possible future. You put um, all your hope in there. I put everything. I, I remember thinking, aha, this is the one. And you know, and I, and I bided my time and I waited and I thought I wasn't rushing into anything like other people. I really figured this out. And I just, I'd made the decision in my head like, this is where I'm going to put, you know, put all my energy, right? And uh, and let my, fe- and finally, I felt like I could be free also with my feelings. I've been known in the past yeah. to sometimes be a little emotionally, uh, I guess, distant, I guess, because, you know, once you start giving that, if you, that's, that's something that can lead to heartbreak if it goes away, for right? Sure. Yeah. So I, I did that. And then this thing ended for, you know, a variety of reasons, some circumstantial, others, Anyway, whatever. Uh, it ended. <laughs> and, and oh my God, I remember thinking like, wow, I thought I'd figured things out. Other people, they didn't know what they were talking about, but I figured it out. And nope, I didn't figure it out just like everybody else. And I went through that heartbreak that I heard so much about. I watched so many movies about. And I remember like telling my best friend this, like calling him up at home. And, and I was like not doing well as I was explaining this to him. And he was like, dude, I know like you're going through a lot right now and this is like super shitty and you feel terrible. But like, I just want to say I am so happy as well because I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, no, I'm just like, I'm just so happy to find out for like with certainty that you're not a psychopath. Oh, (laughs) and I'm like, what? He's like, he's like, no, it's just like you're feeling things. This is what you're supposed to feel. But like before, when my relationship ended with that other girl who like had cheated on me and everything, I remember like calling up my best friend at the time and saying to him, Hey dude, guess what? I got cheated on. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, 
I got cheated. Me, I got cheated on. I'm a, I'm a victim of cheating. Oh, you're like <laughs> and, excited and to have like, experienced and he that was, or Yeah, what? exactly. He was like, dude, that's terrible. I'm like, oh yeah, for sure. But like, dude, <laughs> I never thought, I've always heard about people getting cheated oh, on. And God. now I am an actual victim of cheating. He's like, dude, like, are you okay? Kind of happy. I'm like, he's like, that's <laughs> yeah. very weird. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I know, I know. I just think about it forever. I am, I am now the victim of like, I'm the good guy forever in that relationship. And she's the bad guy forever. That's you know, the thing. that's the nice thing about being <laughs> and yeah. the one who's cheated on. I didn't at the time think, <laughs> you know, at yeah, least no. my brain, at least my brain didn't go to this area that was like, oh my God, am I not good enough? But oh. anyway, I, my brain didn't go there, thankfully. But I remember being like, oh, I do that. I got to go call her up and make her feel like shit. Hold on. Uh, and then like hung up. Actually, I forgave her. I and mean, like I said, we're friends today. And, you know, we were, we were both immature in different ways at that time. But yeah. Yeah. So my friend tells me, he's like, hey, dude you're uh you're not a psychopath that's good I you mean, can it feel like things you had a you had like an, an avoidant attachment style like if you like avoidant mm. attachment styles you probably weren't like you you had a very independence like untouchable sort of you know it's interesting i i don't know if that's because attachment style wise we can get into that in a second but i like did the thing i'm a pretty secure attachment actually you're secure i, now. I don't think avoidant. But were you before i don't think i was avoidant i think i was just I don't know exactly. I'm not, I'm not sure. Cause I, I don't think I ever came off. Like I was, I think I was just really good at compartmentalizing my emotions and, mm. and, in, in, in many ways, but I was always very communicative and I still hold okay. to this day that communication okay. is so important. It's not yeah, so I don't important. think anyone's going to argue with that. Yeah. So, but I think I finally, I think just emotionally, I, I stopped. I just kind of let things happen more now. Mm. I don't, my brain doesn't stop it right at the moment something's gonna happen and then like go through a bunch of hoops like it just right happens more now I, I it made me in fact that last relationship actually that heartbreak really opened me up it made me a lot more sensitive yeah I think heartbreak can do a lot of things um good or bad like sometimes it kind of gets you to close off a lot more but sometimes it kind of forces like I mean it's like any trauma I guess I don't know if I want to use that word for it but like it's like any intense emotional thing that you go through it can help you kind of open up it can help you become more mature or it can kind of uh or it can go the other direction (laughs) yeah you can kind of get a lot of extra neuroses for it so I mean um, you get like a PTSD of sorts because you think about it this is how people often respond right oh my god I can't watch this movie again or if I hear this song it reminds me of them if I eat this food it reminds me of them I remember once in one of my relationships I remember this is again very early on I bought like the nicest flowers. I thought I'm going to buy the nicest, biggest bouquet of flowers and she's going to be so impressed. Mm-hmm. And I went to the, the store and I got two dozen roses and those roses were multi, they had like two colors each. Mm-hmm. And I got like two sets of those. So there was like four colors in there. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, these are beautiful. Throw some baby's breath and some greens and that shit in there. And then I'm, I thought, oh, I'm going to top off these roses with an orchid right in the middle Ooh. yeah beautiful orchid and i understand why you're in I remember- that now yeah oh, sorry. <laughs> <That was rude. laughs> oh my god and i yeah and I, I blew all my money on these roses anyway <laughs> uh <laughs> this is a long time ago anyways i remember i was just i had like a skip in my step i like showed up at her door again this was my girlfriend at the time and i like she opens the door and i'm like hey and uh-huh. i'm showing the roses and she goes oh uh, hi 
I'm like, I, I got you flowers. And she's Aww. like, oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, they're, uh, they're really. Oh uh, Why? What was going really, on? Really, really, really great. And I'm like, what, what's going on? She's like, no, they're great. Thank you so much. I'm like, these are the best fucking flowers you've ever seen in your life. What is going on? <laughs> like, these are objectively the nicest flowers. Like, what are you, what is, what are you saying here? She's like, it's just, no, no, it's, it's fine. I'm like, tell me. I had to like get it out of her. And she goes, it's just, I don't like orchids. Oh my God. What? <laughs> and, and I was like, I'm like, what? Did you just leave? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really thirsty. And this uh, yo- yogurt is not doing it. I'm sorry. I thought maybe you wouldn't notice. Can you still hear me? <laughs> I can hear you, but I just watched you get up and leave. <laughs> I was like, I oh, I guess cough. this story isn't, isn't that interesting. <laughs> it was great. I just, I didn't want to start coughing. So I was like running for water. <laughs> No, no, good. Drink, drink up. Be, be healthy. Don't <laughs> cough. Don't leave? die. I, okay, I'm here. <laughs> no, that was a great um, story. I loved it. Yeah, I guess you you also don't like orchids. No, but the, she she I said the orchids. point is she said oh, they're so pretty. She, oh. I remember thinking like, well, what do you mean you don't like orchids? Like, first of all, there's yeah, more than just an orchid here. There was yeah. a whole bunch of two dozen <laughs> roses. Yeah. But she's like, it's just my ex boyfriend bought oh, me orchids, it, oh, and I'm like. Okay. I remember thinking, I'm like, so? Like, he, he breathed air too. Are you breathing air now? Like, like you're going to have some of the same things appear in your life. But I understand, like, you can attach things. But it's also, yeah. it gets to a point where, yeah, because you experienced life with them, everything reminds you of them for a while. And that's why that heartbreak is so, you know, it can also, it's why it can last so long. You have to basically build whole new experiences again without that person in your life so that you can put that into your past. So it just becomes a memory instead of like on your mind every single time you interact with the world. Yeah, really what she should have done is like really embraced the fact that you like the orchid now so that she could like rewire because like, you know, her brain was filled with like like pathways of orchid and that guy. But she needs to like yeah i remember thinking like what did he do did he like beat you with orchids like what did he like what did he do she's like no i'm like she's like it's just we broke up i'm like oh my god okay so that now you can't like orchids like (laughs) so that really (laughs) i understand it's like (laughs) that's actually the same one where i got you i i'm really like crap oh so whatever relationship (laughs) maybe but that yeah because i thought it was gonna be like oh you showed up and she had like the other dude there or something like that and i was like (laughs) no 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 and then you would have a problem with orchids now you can't look at orchids without thinking about this to be honest that relationship taught me so much about what i wanted and what i liked also and about standing up for myself so i learned a lot and you know what yes we were both immature in many ways at that time Mm -hmm we're both more mature today. That's why we're friends today. And I know it sounds weird to hear these stories and be like, you're friends with that girl? Yeah, no. of course. I'm friends you with know, like- We were young. 95% of my, maybe That's like great. 97% of my, and I mean by friends, I mean like on good terms, not That's good. friends, friends, yeah. probably friends, friends, like maybe 50%, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there is, it can be hard to be friends, I think sometimes because somebody is often- if the person who got broken up with often can yeah. feel really sore. I don't know. I think that that's one of the reasons. He feels like you're not on the same level playing field anymore. Right. And I like, mean, there's also the worry. Like, I have had a few times where, like, I stay friends, but then, like, randomly, just, like, at some <laughs> points, uh, it's hard sometimes to Sometimes the line like, gets blurred. Exactly. And you know, it's like, are you doing this because you think, so, like, what's happening here? Like, you know that we're not what's happened I mean and I'm not saying I'm always the oh everybody like maybe I, I I'm sure I was on the other side of that too but like 
it's just hard sometimes if you're like very yeah, I mean, close friends. Because, in that, yeah. yeah, it's hard to the, when the line gets. I think I sometimes liken this to like the line of a road, like on mm. a street. When you start off, it's like a solid yellow line, right? right? But then after you've been in a relationship, that line, even if you separate after that, the line is now like a dotted line. That's great. That's a really good and way of can, looking at it. Oh, I like that. Analogy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I actually I worked that into like an old movie, so I'm just stealing from myself. Oh, but. you're stealing from your own. <laughs> Yeah, but it's still, that, that is my own thought. So it's not some other movie. Yeah. Like you keep uh, okay. accusing me of plagiarizing. Do you think, but, so do you think that those experiences can like affect how we uh, approach new relationships? Like, especially negative oh, experiences, so you, right? Well, you, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We take our old, whether we like to or not, we take our past relationships into our new one, one way or another. Actually, you know, I was just talking to my girlfriend about this the other day. She just moved to a new place and I was helping her move. And I think like, caused like a PTSD in me to helping one of my past girlfriends move. Mm. And I think that move was like the beginning of the end for us. Oh. Right. So now like helping her move, I'm thinking like, Oh, everything's going to get bad. Like I didn't actually right. think that, but I think like in my core, feel I was having yeah. some of these feelings and I just had to like talk it out. But then I was, what I was really saying was, Oh, this move was great. Then she's like, what do you mean it was great? It was a terrible, <laughs> like, And you're like, sucks. but it I'm didn't like, no, end as horribly I as I expected it to. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, it's just a normal sucky move, but you know, yeah. It's not that kind of, it's just a normal move, like a move should be, right? Mm. But then we got into talking about how we bring our past relationships into mm. our current relationship. But then I also thought about it and I remember bringing up, you know, I also learned a lot of things in my past relationships that I brought in. Like I communicate a lot better because yeah. I learned to communicate in past relationships. And I'm like, aren't you glad that I'm not having to learn this to the same yeah. degree with you? Right. No, that's, <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, there's good and bad to that because a lot of the time it depends on the person, right? Like, I mean, um, and like how self-aware you are and how willing you are to face those things because they will come up. Like, I mean, if I start seeing someone that I really like now, I realize like there's a lot of anxiety that comes up with it. And I, okay, I shouldn't say anxiety because I know that gets thrown around a lot. It's exciting in a way, but what used to be exciting is, okay, I'm just going to use anxiety inducing now because- mm -hmm it's like jumping off a cliff into a beautiful pond and you're like oh this is so fun and when you're younger you're like wee and you jump and you're kind of swimming around for a bit and eventually when you hit the I don't know you get injured somehow this analogy is falling apart keep going you're doing it you're All getting right. there <laughs> let's say you have unlimited lives <laughs> it's like a groundhog day yeah, that I play I play video games all right let's yeah go. exactly it's like in a video game and you jump off a cliff and the first time you do it you fall, but you don't realize that you're going to get super hurt and you don't even know what it's going to feel like. So when you jump, you're like, wee. But later, every time you do this again, you're like, oh man, this is going to hurt so bad. And like mm -hmm. anytime it feels like you're about to fall off that, which can be super fun, like that feeling is like, wee. But it's also like, yeah. oh my God. So I'm going to crash. I'm going to crash. I think that's a common feeling and it's true that you you do bring that with you sometimes and it's it's kind of up to us not to get totally jaded by our past relationships but we don't we know about relationships from the relationships we've been in right yeah no it's true and so that's There's kind of it's it's a double-edged sword there right yes um, that's exactly it i wonder about people who have only been in like sometimes it works out great and good for them but sometimes i'm like did you learn all the stuff you needed to learn like are you i don't know like I feel like I've reached a level of, let's call it maturity or a level of understanding that I never would yeah. have reached if I hadn't gone through the shittiness of like multiple 
failed relationships. Like if I <laughs> hadn't maybe, gone through that, who would I be? I would be a totally different person. Um, yeah, but maybe you don't know what you don't know. So yeah, like, but also like how much empathy? Ignorance like, is bliss. It's like what you were saying about how you like that relationship that when you really like actually felt bad about a breakup. Mm-hmm. That makes me like you more, like as a person. That was probably when we really started because you because I'm not a because I'm not a psychopath. Yeah, you know, no, I never thought you were <laughs> a psychopath, but I think it, it it adds really like a humbleness to a person if they really if they go through it well, then it adds a humility, not a humbleness. It adds like a humility to you, like and a wisdom if they if they come out of it with like having really thought about what it was that happened. We hear about these like people that were like they got together in high school yeah. and then they like got married and then they're they lived all their life together for like 80 years. We always look at that and go, wow, success. I don't. You know, and then you don't look at that. You think, wow, they missed out on so many experiences. Kind of. I don't know. No, it, I don't want to say that to anyone out there. You know, that's, I mean, I'm honestly. That sounds wonderful. I'm sure that's a, that's uh, honestly, I don't think it either way. I think you're going to miss out on experiences either way. You're oh, going to miss true. out on what they yeah. on what they got to have, and they're going to miss out sure. on what you got to have. I always felt it's kind of like, you know, if you get into a relationship and you're going to get married, there's that, or, and you're going to stay with someone for the rest of your life, people have that fear of what am I not going to be able to do again? There's certain, uh, I don't know what kind of podcast we are. We're not X-rated, so I won't get into specifics. But yeah. like, yeah, if you're going to be with one person for the rest of your life, then you might be, in a sense, sacrificing something you otherwise could be doing. But the other, on the other hand, you're gaining a certain intimacy that you otherwise That's wouldn't have had. So That's in true. anything that you yeah. do, it feels kind of like you're sacrificing something and gaining something else because you true. can't have That's, it all. I agree. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good way of looking at it because like the people who, you know, have been together since high school, assuming if they're in a happy relationship, like that's, I mean, they're reaching like a level of depth that, can you hear the cat right now? I can oh, hear the cat. Yeah, it's cute. Oh my God. <laughs> um, those people reach a level a depth that, I mean, they've been working on for so many years. They have so many shared experiences. I mean, that's, yeah, that's it's something to be I envious mean, so of lovely in a, sense, in a way. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would love to have had that, like, obviously that's <laughs> not going to happen, but like, uh, <laughs> but I mean, you're a funny. writer, right? You're a writer Let's and I'm a writer. Okay. Yeah. Right. Say it, say it out loud. Say it. I'm a writer. I'm a writer and you're that's... a writer. <laughs> you can't even say it straightforwardly so you know we you know as artists as writers the truth is painful experiences are fuel it's true for yeah. for our work I always think like oh people Although have enough people these... have written about that stuff but yeah go ahead yeah. I mean not okay but those specific instances yeah maybe uh but that being said pain is fuel tragedy for is sure. fuel it doesn't mean you should go through all these things but it's just it's just the fact that we I think it's a good thing, actually. We can use that when it comes, we can express ourselves in, in newer ways, right? Yeah. So I always think sometimes, I mean, I, I get the sense from you as well that people, I don't know, people who haven't had those certain painful experiences or haven't yeah. had to go through that, we feel like they're a bit naive, right? Yeah, I feel like they have a limited worldview in some ways or a limited like life. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, limited in some ways, probably deeper in others, but like, yeah. And maybe it's like Pierce said when he came on our episode, you know, maybe the ignorance, ignorance is bliss is there is not, yeah. necess- yeah. <laughs> not necessarily the, the worst thing, um, so but hard. you can't go back, yeah. you know? No. And I, I think like once you're at, to me, it seems like I wouldn't be happy. There is like ignorance would not be bliss. 
I don't know. I feel like before I knew things, I always felt like an unhappiness without any understanding of why. Whereas now it's like, oh, there are all these good reasons why. So you briefly touched on attachment styles. What are you? What's your attachment style? I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've read a few books about it. So I've, I've looked at the list of, sec- so the way to become secure mm-hmm. is to, to do the things that secure people do. So I would say that now I'm probably on the verge of a secure person. Oh, so you're saying you're not a secure personality. I, uh, I would say style. I would say I'm basically at a secure attachment style now, but I would say up until very recently, up until I read those books about attachment style, I was. So what are the different types? What are they? I mean, people have different names for them. Sometimes there's um, so secure there, which is that you can openly communicate about your needs and wants. You're comfortable in intimacy or alone, blah, blah, blah. Yippee-dee-dee-doo-da. They're well-adjusted. Good for them. And then there is anxious, which is like they need constant reassurance. They crave intimacy, but like always need to be reassured that they're yeah, it's pretty okay. self-explanatory too. Yeah, I guess it is. There's avoidance. There's mm-hmm. kind of dismiss. There's so there's kind of two kinds of avoidant. It depends. Again, it depends on there's the resource. Like fearful you avoidant, right? Exactly. There's and dismissive, dismissive avoidant. avoidant. Exactly, or fearful avoidance. And I, I guess those are fairly self-explanatory in a way. And f- yeah, fearful avoidant is also sometimes known as anxious avoidant. And they kind of have a bit of both the anxious and the avoidant, which. They say is a, a small percentage of people. I don't think it's that small a percentage. And I would have been that. <laughs> and I probably still am a little bit, but I, I think I'm self-aware enough now. And like, I know people say you can't just like fix things by reading books, but I really think you can. So <laughs> you <laughs> just read the book and then you implement it. And, and then, then you're better. And then you're better. I mean, none of these things are rigid, right? These are, yeah. these are things that are, exactly. um, but yeah. then, so I have a question for you then. You're saying, at least I know you're trying to get to a secure type, which, by the way, uh, <laughs> I did that test and uh, I'm, uh, I'm a secure yeah, type. Yeah, so. good for you, buddy. Like, I hope you're, uh, I hope oh, you're jealous. Um, no, I'm not. I, I mean, that's I, me. It takes, it takes two to tango, and it doesn't mean my girlfriend is necessarily the same. So well, secure I have types to communicate. Whoever, right? Seriously, though, like I am actually, now I'm looking at the way I am, and I think I'm much closer to secure. doing a lot better. But oh, I, then I have to ask. I enjoy though, being an like, anxious avoidant in all my in all its messy glory. <laughs> but where do, where, I guess, where do you think that comes from? Like, where do you think you're, the way that you are in a relationship, where does that stem from? So, I mean, a lot of it stems from our, I would say in general, from our relationship models. So that can be parental figures, that can be, you know, other couple figures in your life. That can also just be your earlier relationships. So like, maybe you entered the a dating pool at your naive 17 as a secure and you exited at, I don't know, 19, 20. And now you're, because, uh, oh, because attachment styles t- change for like they're Right, a and a single relationship can change it, right? For sure. You can get yeah. really anxious after yeah. a terrible relationship. Exactly. If someone, like you know? I have a friend who has had like really shitty things happen to her and oh, yeah, yeah, she's very high on the anxious um, scale. scale or whatever. Yeah, but she's also self-aware. So she knows when she's being anxious and she can kind of like rein it in and think about it and analyze. Mm-hmm. So like it, it, there's a lot. It's not like a personality yeah. thing. It's, it's I mean, you talk experience. about not having, 
you talk about not having certain like friendship models when you were young, right, like good yeah. ones that were like, yeah. but do you feel like you had good relationship models? Um, so, I mean, my brother and his wife are one of those couples that's been together since like, I think she met him when she was 16 and he was mm-hmm. uh, maybe 19. Like there was a bit of an age difference at the time and they've been together like for years and they have four kids and like they are, and they really like, I don't know if it's a relationship model exactly, but I mean, they, they have a very positive why, relationship. I they mean, why not? Very of course highly it is. of each other. Yeah. I mean, I met when, when they started dating, I was like nine. So, I mean, that, that mm-hmm. does influence it. So yeah. I mean, um, yeah. the best ones that I feel like that I always see the best relationships, the ones that really are a model to me is when I see the two people in the relationship constantly speaking highly of each other when the other one's right. not around. And that's the thing. That they to me do is that. such a big thing. They're so supportive of each other and like very, um, they really do know how to work as like a team. And I mean, she's always like posting stuff on Facebook. Sometimes I'm like, it's a little too sharing. Like if it weren't about my brother, I'd be like, (laughs) all right, he's not that great. But she writes like these lovely things. And I'm like, oh, he is great. And I'm glad that you appreciate him. You know, like. like, I'm glad that you do. No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm glad that somebody does. Yeah, no, it was more just like, if she was a random person, I'd be like, all right, your husband's not that great. Like come on lady but <laughs> it's my oldest brother who I do think is I mean I think both my brothers are amazing but like yes, yeah I'm like oh good I'm glad you appreciate him because uh <laughs> you, yeah. you should uh but yeah so they speak very highly of each other and I think they're it seems like a good relationship from the outside I assume yeah <laughs> <laughs> I would love to talk about my parents but I also I'm highly aware that the entire Jewish community is listening to this now so I think <laughs> Uh, I don't you think it's anyone's you, interest for me. We can talk that. about, let's talk about my What parents. about you, Josh? Care. What uh, about you? Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I never really thought of my parents necessarily as a model of relationships, but of course your parents are, all of our parents are. And as you know, my mother's not around anymore, but when she was around, my parents were not like a model relationship. No. They totally, I, I have no trouble saying they totally should have gotten a divorce. And not only, like as a kid, that, that scared the crap out of me. I'm like, oh my God, my parents might get divorced. I was like, please God, no. Yeah. And then I got older and I was like, oh my God, they totally should have. Like this was yeah. like toxic, you know? I never understood the whole stay together for the kids. It's like, please get divorced. Like, I mean, you like having don't want you yell around here? I, I mean, as a care. kid, I didn't know any better. I wanted them to be together because they're my parents. I think, oh my God, I want this perfect family where everyone is together. And that does mm-hmm. matter to children, you know? Um, but then as you get older, you realize, oh, like my parents also have, they are three-dimensional people unto themselves with thoughts and feelings and they should be happy. Yeah. So if they're not happy, you know, that should come first or they're not going to be as good, like, as yeah. So I, I guess it was, there's a fear like, could that have influenced me uh, in my relationships? And I still, I wonder about that sometimes because yeah, I've, I've had, I think I communicate well in my relationships and all that. So I don't think, I think already I'm, I'm better in that regard, Yeah. but it's like, on the other hand, I'm not married with kids, like we said. Right. So again, I, I don't know if that's the, the be all end all. I think for us artsy types, you know, we like have other goals in life. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. 
having like, <laughs> them procreating. I mean, plus the world is overpopulating. It's not like you're doing anyone any favors by procreating. That's Look at all these justifications we have to make. <laughs> to, uh, like, we don't have all these to. Sort it's of, just so easy. We're yeah. all like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I mean, I'm really happy I don't have kids right now. I love kids and uh, it's not the same. I hope, but, like, I hope I don't. During the pandemic, it's so amazing. <laughs> like, I every time now I'm like, oh, you have kids? Uh, you suck. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I hope I don't. You hope you don't? <laughs> ever? You don't ever want kids? No, 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 no. I hope I don't already. Um, oh, oh, right, yeah. I've been trying to make uh, this joke for like the last minute. I've actually, it keeps like flying past, so now it's just bad. I actually very recently made that joke to someone, and like there was no response at first, and I was like, it's a joke, because women usually know because it yeah how would how would you make that joke i was thinking (laughs) hilariously i'd be like hilariously it's a great it's all about the delivery Uh, oh oh hey Hey. it it was really clever i don't know why i hate puns so much or (laughs) oh you hate puns I Uh, i don't know if we're gonna get along as well anymore yeah, I don't think we can be friends anymore. I'm all about those puns, yeah. I actually have a weird story <laughs> that is probably oversharing. Oh, but no, because I was thinking about this when you were talking about re- like how our relationship models influence us. And I was, this is not a good example, but I think it is a mildly entertaining one. So when I was in kindergarten, I think it was, me and my friend at the time, like we were, I don't know why. I remember like cutting out fashion-y things and like pasting them in a book. And for some reason I start cutting out like, maybe it was like a bra or something and for some reason the teacher said not to and it I don't think I had thought anything of it until she said not to like don't start cutting out underwear or like and I was like well now I have to like what do you why did you why did you make this forbidden so um (laughs) and, and my friend this was the one that I very easily glossed around we're like just cutting them out and we made this little booklet and we were like he 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 we secretly made a book of like you know swimsuit mo- we basically made like a little swimsuit magazine magazine out of other magazines and I don't know why at one point like I guess I I brought it home and my dad goes oh wow you can find me a girlfriend from there or something like that and my dad's all, I, I don't know if you know my dad very well but he makes a lot of jokes and like oh, I mean jokes. he would make that joke and my mom would laugh it off kind of like it's it's just his sense of humor but I didn't realize like I I was a kid I didn't really know so I was like oh okay he's looking for a girlfriend and I didn't think about it in terms of anything but I then like later we were at the mall I remember me and him and one of his friends and I saw a girl to my and to my dad I was like oh do you think she'd be a nice girlfriend for you (laughs) I I must have been whatever like kindergarten like I don't know, three or four, probably like four. (laughs) My dad's friend was like, what? And my dad's like, no, no, it's just, he's like laughing because it's it's funny, but it's also like, and I I remember just being confused. Like, why do you not tell your friends that you're also, that you're looking for a girlfriend? Like, what is this? Was I supposed to keep this quiet? But but, (laughs) yeah, so I mean, I just, (laughs) yeah. It's a great story. I just pictured you then going on like a mission. It was like, I'm going to find my dad a girlfriend. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's looking for a girlfriend. So I was like, how about that girl? And then he just laughs because it's a little funny. It's pretty messed up, but it's also funny. I asked my dad once, I was like, dad, have you ever like, did you ever cheat on mom? And he was like, why would you ask me that? He's like, he's like, you think I have time to cheat? He's like, cheating is for, he's like, that's for rich people. 
Oh my god. <laughs> he's like, he's like, like, well, I he's like that's I the difference. Yeah. He answered in a way like you think I wouldn't want to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, how do you think that influenced me? <laughs> exactly. Like that's essentially what I was taught as well. He was like, oh, find me a nice. Well, oh, these these are very beautiful women. Can you find me a nice girlfriend here? And I was like, okay, I guess so. Like, <laughs> I guess that's my mission now. So, um, PDA, yeah or nay? <laughs> yeah, I don't have any strong feelings on the top. Actually, I kind of. I have this, this one, like, we were all in a friend group, and then they started dating, and their PDA is, like, way over the top. Like, I don't think I'm a prude, but whatever they did, I was like, I want to spray them with water so they'll stop. Like, what are they? Like, what is going on here? What are you, 14? You don't have your own house to do this in? Like, they just be, like, hardcore making out in public. And I'm like, that's, nobody wants to see that. Like, what are you doing? Is this? It's true. I don't think anyone it? ever wants to see it. We don't want to see I it. I do. Yeah, but don't you ever, like when I was younger, like when I was in high school, I think because I was High school is different. As, you don't have a place. You don't have your own apartment. Okay, but you're talking about like not having a place. But honestly, I remember thinking like as someone who wasn't that cool in high school, when I had a girlfriend in high school, I remember thinking, right. yeah, I want to be one of those people making out against the locker. Okay. Like, and everybody right. walking by and being like, oh my God, Josh is making out with who? And I remember thinking- Okay, yeah, that's exactly. kind of that felt cool. Nowadays, like, do I want to be making out in front of some like a couple of old ladies on a bench? Not really, but but that's the <laughs> thing. Actually, you've really hit the nail on the head. They were making out like they were trying to prove something. So making mm-hmm. out like you're trying to prove something when you were the guy who was bullied for many years, or even if you're just the dude who wants to show or uh, any many different scenarios that can end up making out on a locker in high school and having that make perfect. sense. One, you've got like all those crazy hormones. Two, where else are you going to do it? Three, it's kind of a thing that you do. And then you're like, look at at me. Makes sense (laughs) in high school. As like, uh, but uh, when you're in your later 20s and you're in a group of, you're with a group of friends and everybody's interacting normally and you're like hardcore making out, like, what are you doing? And then you act like I'm the weirdo. Because then I would be like, what are you guys doing? Because you know me. Not I, really, not I mean, they're not it. really empathizing. They're not empathizing with you. They're probably just like, no. I don't care. Like at some point, some people just don't care. They're like, I, they're in their own little world. <laughs> the problem is once it was clear that I found it irritating, they actually like went overboard to do it more because they because they saw that it bothered me. But I was like, it's not like I'm some kind of, I, I don't know. I was, I didn't appreciate the suggestion that I'm just like too uptight <laughs> for this. I was just like, no. Like, this is not how you interact in society. (laughs) And that said, it's not like I'm not a P like, it's not like I'm not a PDA person. It's just that particularly. It depends on. Oh, so you are a PDA person. Not that kind of PDA. You're like, you're like, I like holding hands. What do you mean? Like, what do you. Like, I, I mean, I, everything is fine except for like the stuff that like, okay, no, there's a difference (laughs) in, if there's three of you, if you're like sitting at a table or three or four of you, you're, <laughs> then you're just small... making the other person uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're just making us uncomfortable. If I don't know, like but a... that's never what it's like in the movies. In the movies they do it and everybody else is just chilling in the circle going, yeah. Like, and I'm like, that's not that's how we would act. That's not how it is. It's, it's more just like, uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> they're like, also like, this is really uncomfortable. It's just kind Maybe of uncomfortable. It's, it's so funny you said this. It reminded me of a story. This is actually the day that my second relationship started. Mm, right? I remember a lot. Yeah, good for you. 
I did. Well, it's coming back now, but like, I just remember C and I were like wandering around the mall. Yeah. And <laughs> I just remember like, we, we finally sat down at this bench and she asked me about, oh yeah. Cause we were just kind of walking around at this time, but she knew I had a girlfriend at the time. I'm sorry. My first girlfriend. Oh, whoa. Josh. Yeah, yeah. So, but here's the thing she knew I had, and, and she asked me about her and she's, and I said, well, actually, um, we just, uh, it just ended. Oh, okay. Just, uh, I just, I just broke up with her uh-huh. and she's like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm really sorry to hear that. And I turned to her and I was like, no, you're not. Oh my God. And, like... <laughs> and then we, <laughs> and then we started making out on this bench. Uh-huh. And in Masonville <laughs> Mall is this uh... in Masonville Mall. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where it was where the popcorn place was and everything? Oh, that's like, like a very central location too. Yeah, there was like yes, right Next there. And so we were just Yeah. Exactly. Now, not only that, so while we were making out, this girl who was working at Colonel's, she like comes over and she sits on the bench beside us and she goes, and she starts like she starts just like mocking us and mimic imitating us. That's awesome. And she's just like, oh, look at me. I'm making out in front of everybody. And we were like trying to like ignore her. I love her, that girl. But she yeah. just, she just, that was probably you. This is probably like, this was like a version of you. This was back when And I she just started girls. like imitating us. And we were just like, you know, we were having a moment. She just came and just, <laughs> she's like, yeah. oh yeah, there's people here. She just had fun doing that. And we were like, shut up get out of here and we like left but like <laughs> i just I remember that, that. yeah if um, listening right now please be my friend <laughs> so we think- <laughs> <laughs> i thought you'd appreciate that story yeah I really but yeah i guess but i think one of the most you know important things we talked about was you know when we talk about you know being adulthood friends and everything like that mm. is how much priority we put on relationships versus our friendships it just actually reminded me of one more story uh, even though I just told the story. So one of my um, previous girlfriends that I dated when I was, again, one of my earliest ones, was actually someone that a friend of mine, because this this story ties right into that theme, uh, was actually someone that my friend had previously dated. Hmm. This is not like an intentional thing, but it, it just like, yeah. happened. I remember at the beginning of his relationship being like, hey, I have to like ask this person if it's okay first. Yeah. I don't want to like keep going into it. But then like someone saw us sitting together and then like told him, and then he was like really angry and then he wouldn't like talk to me anymore. And then I started feeling like, like every time I saw him in the hall and I was walking with her in high school, I would like pull away <laughs> from her and act like I didn't know. Yeah. And I'd act like I didn't know who she was because I didn't want him to like feel bad. And finally, I remember literally, cause he wouldn't like reach out. To, he also had some misunderstandings about what had happened and they needed to be cleared up but I eventually I remember running to his house he lived not too far away and I ran all the way to his house and I knocked on his door his mom opened the door and I was like hey is he here and she's she's like um no he's not he's not here right now I'm like well could you just tell him it's it's not worth losing a friendship over and I I'll do whatever right anyway so I said that at the time we did end up dating for a, a bit, me and this girl, but eventually I think he came over to my house for a, a party and, and we finally talked and he said to me, he's like, Hey, so, uh, you know, when you were talking to my mom, I was there. Oh, <laughs> he's like, I'm like, you were God. there. He's like, yeah. He's like, I was like hiding behind the door or something. Oh my so God. <laughs> yeah. Why and he's like, he, he's, is... I'll never, I'll never forget this. He said to me, and I'm like, so you heard what I said? He's like, yeah, it was, uh, 
it was cute. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. And you guys and made out on the like, bench in front of Colonel. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then we made out too. Um, so, anyways, I was like, "Look, man, like it's I do want to be friend." I'm like, "Look, like he had said some things about me, and okay. and so I was like, look, oh, all that's was, gone.' But like, does this flashback slightly to our episode on losing friends? Because one of the people who was involved in that, uh, back in the yeah, board. honestly, the guy who one of Sorry. the reasons there were these big misunderstandings and why he wouldn't talk to me is that guy that I yeah. who had all those issues that I. I stopped being friends with he actually told my friend all these lies about right. like what he he had told him like we had started dating while they were dating and all kinds of stuff that wasn't true anyway so episode three flashback but basically my friend and I I mean I basically told him like look I'm I'm not going to stop dating this girl now we've been seeing yeah. each other a bit but like I want to be friends with you can we make this work mm-hmm. and it was like weird for a bit uh but we ended up you know we salvaged our friendship now we said we're still friends today we're good friends today and that girl, we ended up breaking up, and I'm pretty sure a big part of it, I would always, like, not be near her when he walked by. <laughs> I, like, clearly oh. didn't want to... And she was, yeah. like, in her mind, it was like, why can't you just, like, we're together now? <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't uh, accept that. So I really, even then, I cared a lot about... Even though I was, like, excited for, again, one of my earliest relationships, just being in a relationship. And that was yeah. probably one of those relationships where I like to, like, make out in front of the lockers right. and yeah. be cool. But honestly, my friendships mean a lot to me and I wouldn't, I didn't want to sacrifice a friendship. So that's, an ex- that's like a real practical example of me yeah. choosing that friendship over. And I t- even to this day, I mean, I don't want to have to choose and I hopefully no one will ever make me choose between the two. You know, I think yeah. you can have it all. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably choose wrong. You probably choose <laughs> wrong. <laughs> what do you mean by choose wrong? I just feel like if I really liked someone and they were like, you should stop being friends with that person. I'd be like, yeah, I don't even care. That's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> someone's like, can you stop being friends with Josh? I'd be like, well, we have a podcast. So that's complicated. <laughs> oh, so it's only the podcast. I see now. Okay. It's all that's about why. the podcast. Yeah. Honestly, if you were in a relationship and that person yeah. said, hey, I don't want you seeing these other guys because it makes me feel uncomfortable. What would you say to them? I mean, I'd be like, you don't need to be insecure. Like, I'm a trustworthy person. And if they said, well, it's either me or them. I'd be like, you have some issues that you need to deal with. If you deal with those and can like chill the fuck out, then (laughs) it's fine. For now, perhaps it's better that we have some space. That's my secure relationship. Yeah, there you go. That's a good secure. Because clearly they don't have a secure attachment person. Well, yeah, that's a little bit much. Yeah. I mean, clearly they have some stuff going on. I wouldn't want to be dismissive of it, but. I also, I, I can't really imagine that being the case. I don't think I've ever had anything like that, but. No, I mean, I have a friend who I recently heard, like, he was like, hey, I, it wasn't me. It was another friend of mine. He Mm. couldn't hang out with her too much because his girlfriend didn't like that. Oh, like a different girl with like a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. My friend, he, sorry, his girlfriend didn't want him hanging out with my friend who's a girl. Um, Okay. Because I, it made her feel uncomfortable. I remember thinking, he's like, yeah, so I can't be here too long. I have to go. And I'm like, Oof. what? Like, what do you think he's going to do? Like, he's some animal you need to have on a leash. And if you don't right. keep him yeah. back, he's going to like, like, you need to have trust one way or another. And if someone yeah. breaks that trust, that's on them. You don't have exactly. any control over that. Exactly. And if you try to have too much control over it, well, honestly, that then usually works the opposite start... way anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I really am. I really think that you need to have trust, whether or not someone holds that trust that's mm-hmm. not something you can control so yeah yeah you know you have to be able to relinquish the control in a sense and recognize that yeah it takes two to tango. i love saying that it takes two to tango oh my god 
that's a good one. Yeah, I love I love my little cliche. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> I'm sad that saying. my eye rolls don't get picked up by the microphone, but I feel I think we feel them. I think we can oh, feel them, Maya. Oh, yeah, I'm so happy. Str- there's like a they carry a, some emanates. Yeah, great. There's okay, weight. good. I'm so glad to hear that then. So yeah, we hit a lot of these topics actually. Um, we did. I guess we should probably. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't talk about love languages, but screw it. Who cares about love languages? I don't really care. I was thinking about it, and then I was like, (laughs) I don't care anymore. Also, it's pretty, like, seeped into pop culture at this point, so people know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there, we just talked about it. We just said love languages, so there. Yeah, we did. Yeah. The end. I think most people's top (laughs) one is words of affirmation. That's all we need to say, right? So, everybody, if (laughs) you don't know your love language. Except my my girlfriend, so that's a What is yours? Uh, we were just talking about this. Honestly, I, I always throw words to her and she's like, I don't care. So she, oh. it's acts of service and quality time, I think. Or, or, oh, okay. So it helps that you like moved her couch. Exactly. But that's like the only yeah. thing that, oh no, I have to like That's the only thing you've done, her, I clearly. Yeah. I, no, well, I, I was yeah, talking to her the other day, like, can you, why can't it be all of them? Like, I can't uh, do as many acts of service as I can words. So in between mm-hmm. the acts of service, how about some words? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's not, then she's like, that's not how it all works. And I was like, right. no, you know, but anyway, we talked about, so talked I need about some words of affirmation here, Aya, since you like them so much. You're great. And I love having you mm-hmm. as an adulthood friend. I like having you as an adulthood friend too. Oh my and, God. That uh, speaks to my like for words of affirmation. Oh yeah. Even when I say it in like a, an annoying, insincere voice. I hear what I want to hear. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> You're easy. Secure people are so easy. They don't question anything. Wait, so what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Are you doing anything? Have you made plans? I have no plans. I guess I'm going to, I've got some ice cream in the freezer. Some. <laughs> I haven't made plans either, but like Valentine's Day is a little bit more digestible because you're like, oh, I can celebrate this thing now. But when you're alone, you're like, screw this holiday. So I just told you I'm going to be eating ice cream. So where did you get? Are you gonna be? I I'm thought maybe you'd be eating ice cream with them. somebody else. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know. Well, you oh, you thought I pictured you like eating ice cream by yourself out of the bin? Well, yeah, that was my that was the image I was trying to give. Is oh no, I got an image of you having like a romantic dinner with ice cream in between right. two. Because I mean, my girlfriend and I had ice cream the other day, and it was nice. No, I, yeah, no, I was thinking like you know, I I don't have plans, so I'm gonna be eating ice cream in front of the TV alone in my PJs with my cat. I like I like Valentine's though. I don't have anything <laughs> against it. Do you love love? Do you like love? I love love. Do you love don't being in love? love? I mean, don't we all? It's terrifying, but it's fun. And we we never ask the question. Have you have you ever been in love? <laughs> um, I'd say yeah. How about you? Maybe the one time. <laughs> you know what I used to say before that I I've loved, but I hadn't been in love. I think I didn't know how. I think that last relationship actually taught me what it meant to be in love, and I know how mm-hmm. to like get there now. I think before there, I like I said, I had that block. So now, yeah. Now I think I'm capable of it, you know, because I like we yeah. said, it's also about what you do. You yeah. know, it's not just. Yeah. No, I'm an old softy. I'd say like I, I've probably You're a big softy. I'm an old. Yeah, I'm a big softy. Like soft, I like soft this... serve ice cream. Ew. I mean. Like... <laughs> you don't like soft serve. <laughs> no, no, no. I do. <laughs> I do. It's actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest reason that I have that reaction. I can explain it, but it's going to make you second guess soft serve ice cream. So when cats oh. have like poop problems, oh, no. the vet oh, asks no. you <laughs> if it looks like soft serve ice cream. <laughs> so when you just said soft serve ice cream, 
<laughs> I pictured my. I am. Diary. You know what? It's as gross as that is. I'm not letting it take away from my love for. Well, because you haven't seen the soft serve ice cream poo. You know what? I had a cat growing up. I've seen it all. Yeah, maybe. That's why I said ew to soft serve ice cream. That's so weird. Well, thank you. For, I thought maybe you said ew because, you know, an ex, like, got you soft serve one. <laughs> no. No, my cat just shat it. It's good because you're secure in your relationship with your cat that you don't need sure. anybody else. Like, if they're going to come into your life, they better have something to offer. To be, yeah, actually, to be perfectly honest, getting the cat really changed how I looked at relationships because I've always felt like I needed a, an outlet for, like, I have a lot of uh, this is really lame, but I feel like I have a lot of love and affection and it's really <laughs> nice to have an outlet for it. That is like, what's she going to, yeah. she's never going to leave. I mean, she can leave, but like she probably wouldn't, it's very different. So I just get to give her all my love and affection and, oh, I, and then it's fine. It's good. It's a healthy, it's a healthy, it's healthy. Uh, healthy, a healthy relationship. Outlet. Yeah. And then anything else is like bonus, but I have my, exactly. Like, my That's what I was saying too, by the way, before why I think it's really good to have like your friends and have the relationship. It's healthier if yeah. you have that outlet also with your friends because putting everything on the relationship is can be for a sure. lot of uh, oh yeah nerve wracking. Yeah, for sure. That's quite. That's quite. I'm glad that you can relate now. Once we use your cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finally, she's uh, she's just ridiculous and hilarious too. Okay, I'll stop talking about my cat now. This has been another episode of Adulthood Friends. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you like to listen. We're basically everywhere now. And we also have a Facebook page. If you haven't liked That's it right. yet, please like it and or follow us. That way you'll get all the updates and we'll keep you updated when we get new episodes. We'll probably start posting opportunities for you guys to send in questions and things so that we can get a bit more of a back and forth thing going. Yeah, more interactions. listeners, some interactions. If you have something to contribute about a topic, please let us know and maybe we'll bring that up in a future episode and we'll, we'll discuss yeah. it. Yeah, because this is uh, a yeah, conversation and we want to have that conversation with you guys too. So Yeah, like we're kind of tired of talking to each other, to be honest. Like uh, <laughs> if I have to have another conversation with Josh, oh my God. And this will be the last <laughs> episode of Adulthood Friends. No, we're still good. It's, it's lovely. Yeah. It's been lovely as usual talking to you, Josh. Uh, and you, Aya. Yeah. And uh, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day to all. And uh, uh, whether like, you love it or hate it. Yeah just happy i hope that your day day is good yeah yeah or just normal just a normal day is fine too yeah and how are we gonna end this thing do we have a catchphrase yet well uh i think that i should just be in the middle of talking and then at some point it'll just